Welcome, everybody. This is a, another episode of the Hilco Homes podcast, um, but we're doing it live again on streaming on Facebook. And today we have a really awesome guest. So keep watching. Okay, guys. So, uh, Alex set this up for us, and um, I'm pretty excited about it. Appreciate y'all. I'm pretty excited about it because we've done a couple of events with these guys. So, who are these guys? We're talking about Charles and Mike with uh, Home Buying, Home Selling. So, guys, you want to introduce yourselves a little bit and talk a little bit about what your company does and who you are, how long you've been around? Sure, Charles, you can talk about the solution side and I can talk about the broker side. On the broker side, so there's two companies here. There's Home Buying Home Selling Realty. Okay. And there's Home Buying Home Selling Solutions. Mm-hmm. Short for HBHS. So that's why we always hashtag HBHS, right? HBHS. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the realty side, uh, we don't focus much on it, but it is a brokerage just like a, a Remax or a Keller Williams. We do have uh, around 18 agents or so. I am the broker. Uh, okay. I'm the owner and Charles is the owner as well of the realty side. Um, of course, we have from brand new realtors to seasoned investors who really want to move their license somewhere where, hey, where can I go to a brokerage where it can be very investor friendly? Mm-hmm. So that's what we do here. So we you're investor friendly on both fronts, on the, both fronts, the yeah. agent side and the buyer side. On the brokerage, there's not that many brokerages that like to be too much investor friendly sure. you know, when it comes to wholesales and sub twos <coughs> and wraparounds. But here at Home Bottom Sun and Realty, uh, we encourage that, we teach that, uh, we share that with our agents. Um, and that's what we do on the broker side. When it comes to the solution side, I'll let Charles explain the solution side. Well, Home Buying Homes and Solutions is, uh, of course, a separate company on its own. And we concentrate primarily on all type of real estate investing. Okay. Which is, you know, wholesaling, of course, flip, fix and flipping, fix and holding, portfolio properties. We actually have another company where we portfolio all our properties. And then, uh, you know, we do some swaps, some options. Okay. Another thing that we do here, of course, we, you know, we, we believe in abundance of sharing of knowledge. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of people here that work with us in in our office, mm-hmm. but we also work with a lot of people outside our office. Like, of course, Hilco Homes. You know, we love working with you guys, and and, uh, and other and others. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's all about getting out there and grinding and getting properties. I guess we'll go into absolutely. That oh yes. Let's yeah. So. <laughs> Just to, to, to preface this episode, um, there's going to be a lot of value here because um, the goal of this episode is, yes, we're going to talk about Charles and Mike's business, but we also um, want to talk about uh, the various strategies available to people in real estate. Um, I think for a lot of you who are watching that are new to real estate, especially wholesaling, um, because that's that's a different ball game. When you for for most people who uh, you know first learn about real estate, trying to get into real estate, the the goal is the rental or you know getting your your real estate license. I mean, and I know I've talked about this a, a few times on on the podcast, but like my background getting into real estate, um, like I'm an investor myself, right? But coming into real estate, I hadn't invested in real estate yet, mm. primarily because. I didn't have a mentor at the time, sure. you know, and uh, like I, I have investments in other business. I have 
uh, you know, really, really great uh, paper asset portfolio. But when it comes to real estate, I just didn't know what was what I was doing. And um, you know, in my consulting business, I was hired to build out a CRM for a real estate investment company. So I went and read a bunch of books on you know real estate investing. And of course, I read all the books about like uh, rentals, right? And I get there, and their primary gig was owner finance, and I had never heard of that, had no idea what it was, and. Uh, I, I later learned that a, a large part of their operation was the wholesale aspect because that's how they were able to drive costs down for the investor. That was another thing I hadn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't know about. Um, but of course, it made sense because you know that's what you do with paper assets. You know, you're you're selling contracts. That's what they are. Your equitable equitable interests. So for me, it it clicked. You know, it made sense. And I think uh, that's I have a unique situation in that because I came from a background where I kind of had a little yeah. bit of exposure to that. It was just a different industry and um, but for those of you who are watching that are new whether you're looking to get your real estate uh, license whether you're trying to be an investor uh, whether you're new to wholesale or you've already been in the wholesale game and trying to find um, other tools to have in your toolbox these guys are going to talk about what is out there because they have a, a very clear uh, sophistication of investing uh, a level of, of sophistication that I, I have not seen in a lot of other people in San Antonio so I'm really happy to be here with you guys uh, and uh, we, we hope that we can pick your brains and uh, again for all of you who are watching live if you have questions I got the laptop right here opened and we are watching so we can see that you're here and please send us questions uh, you know say hi we want to hear from you we want to engage with you um, you know just like you know, Charles said it's uh, it's about uh, you know sharing that knowledge so please let us know what you want to learn we're, we're happy to help uh, so with that said um, let's talk a little bit about um, when you first started your business like the the expectations that you had going into real estate and starting a real estate business um, it from then till now have that has those expectations changed at all has it kind of been the same like what has your experience been yeah so I got to say that uh, when I first started home buying home selling uh -huh. that's what it was called home buying home selling it was a real estate company and I had just come out of four years of doom. I mean, the the crash, you know, people got hurt. And I was yeah. one of them because I was highly invested in, in the mortgage world. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see it coming. So after going through about four years of just, you know, just trying to grind, struggle. And I had other partners still in the finance business and trying to get that going. Good people. Sure. Uh, I just, one day, a set of circumstances presented themselves. And I was just like, look. I gotta put, I gotta put to paper what I've been talking about, what I've been, what I know how to do, and so I started home buying, home selling, um, and started a, a real estate company, mm -hmm. and 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 in the beginning it was real estate and investing. And then this young man right here came to my doorstep one day, and he <laughs> happened to be, uh, <laughs> well, he married my daughter, right? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> became really good friends you know yeah. i don't know if people know this but michael was in the army for 12 years mm -hmm. and and uh he was still active duty okay and uh and i just said you know we we're talking we did his loan and i said hey man i got a real estate company why don't you learn what i do while you're here and i mean he took he took it to it like real quick within six months we we're knocking out deals and it was mm -hmm. all primarily realty in the beginning mm-hmm 
and then we just started getting into the investment side. You know, we started getting into the investment side. We created a partnership. We set out some ground rules, and from starting out in real estate and lightly doing investments, just getting our feet wet, getting our feet wet. Yeah. And 12, 13, and then 14, we really started really upscaling and getting into all kind of different stuff, you know. So, and then here we are, and we're doing, I mean, we do everything pretty much, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, well, I guess that answer is, because I was always, I was always kind of curious on just how y'all met. So, (laughs) he married, he ended up being like your protege, and then he ended up marrying. I wouldn't call him protege, because let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for the first, like this guy passed his license like in a month, and for the first two, two, three months, we were, you know, every day grinding together, side by side, side by side, mm-hmm. side by side. But Your speakers just started going. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Guys. Uh, oh, it's alright. It's alright. So for the for the first uh, three months, um, it was just grinding side by side. <laughs> before I knew it, before I knew it, I mean. It was just like we were just doing stuff together. You know? oh, right, yeah, so a lot of people don't know. You know, I was in the army for 12 years. Right? Um, so I'm born from. I was born here. I was raised here. When I uh, turned 17, I left. You know, I left for eight years. And when I came back, the last four of the 12 years, I was at Fort Sam Houston, which is up the street. And then being young, right, mm-hmm. the first thing I wanted to do was buy a house. And my girlfriend, which is now my wife at the time, my girlfriend at the time, Crystal, said, "Hey, my stepdad does real estate." I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do about it, you know? I'm going to Remax. I'm going to Keller Williams, someone yeah. who, who knows what's going on, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go take my financing to USA, uh, even though I knew at the time he did mortgages, but I was really <laughs> brand new to mortgages. That was cool, I, man. I didn't know what the, <laughs> I didn't know about mortgage loan officers. I'm thinking, I got, I got to go to USA. I'm in the military. They care about vets. Yeah. Nonetheless, you know, uh, USA didn't do as, as good as I thought. Essentially, Charles did do my deal um, when it comes to the broker side and the and residential loan side. So once he did that, uh, everyone knows now if people from don't my, know. From my kitchen table. From the kitchen table. Right? If not, people <laughs> don't know that he's actually my father-in-law. But I think uh, from the relationship that we have on Facebook, from the relationship that we have here in the office with the 42 people that we have, I think more people see us as, as more as best friends than, than yeah, father-in-law right. son-in-law. Yeah. No one really That's the way I saw yeah. Right. No one sees a relationship, hey, that your son-in-law, man, because we do some things where, uh, <laughs> so it's more best friends than it is father-in-law, son-in-law. Man. Uh, yeah, so when great. I got that's here, great. right, right, so when I got here, he's like, hey, man, how about you get into real estate? I'm like, nah, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm in the Army, I already did, at that time, nine, ten years, uh, I'm going to do my 20-year mark, right? Because in the military, once you pass, once you hit your 20-year mark, you're retired, and you get a check for right. the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of, he kind of convinced me to get into real estate. You know, become a realtor, be one of my realtors for my brokerages. I'm like, nah, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the army, you know, uh, I'm already doing this from 5 in the morning to 5 p.m., yeah. you know, waking up and exercising and all that good stuff. I'm like, and then he kept asking for a couple months, and then one day he said, hey, I'll pay for you to become a realtor. <laughs> well, if you put it that way, I ain't going to spend all money, yeah. 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 All right, so I looked into it, uh, got into real estate, uh, you know, he showed me a couple transactions, and next thing you know, here we are. Um, the good thing is the expectation. That was the original question. You know, expectation. We sat down one day because I had to make a big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was already 12 years into the military, which uh, a lot of generals, a lot of colonels, uh, a lot of sergeant majors, mm-hmm. first sergeants, like, hey, I think you're making the wrong decision. I think you're in the military for 12 years. You're already eight years less to retirement. At that thing, at that point, I was E6, about to become E7, 
and you know so it take it was a big it was a big decision for me sure uh, but when i understood the vision that charles and i had when i understood the vision of home model selling realty and solutions um I was like, you know what this is this is for me so i did let go of 12 years in the army which i learned a lot it was a great experience but uh you know i couldn't be happy with my decision i made i, I think what in the beginning <coughs> you know when we partnered up you know we set goals out you know from the very beginning i, I remember we were at a starbucks it was late at night we're in the parking lot we're talking and um I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but we were we had a client, and I don't know what Michael was doing for like a couple of days. And I called him up. I said, "Hey, I need you to meet me over here at Starbucks." And it was very in the very beginning. I said, "Look, this is a uh, this ain't a uh, get lost when you want type of thing, man. Either you're in or you're out. You know, mm -hmm. this is serious. We're dealing with people's lives, you know." Right. And I said that to him one time, and never again, never again did that ever. I mean, he was down. And I always like to say it was down to the coffin drops, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so we set, we set some goals out. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, let's reach these goals. And we knew that his reenlistment was coming up. And we knew that he was going to pursue the brokerage, you know, to get his brokerage. And they had changed the rules at the time. So now I think you need like four or five years mm -hmm. to be a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's follow these, let's, let's achieve these goals. And we started having success, success, success. But that success didn't come easy. I mean, we were grinding every day. We sat next to each other in two desks every day. I had to see him every day, you know. And we started out in a little room, like it, like it's you know, smaller than one of our offices here. Mm -hmm. And like smaller than this, it was way smaller than this. We started out there, we meet out there every morning, grind all day, grind all day. You know, we, you know, we used to knock on doors. We don't do that as much anymore, but you know, we just kept achieving our goals. And we knew that that day was coming. So when that day came, we sat down together. We said, "Okay, let's look at everything we've accomplished. Let's look at everything that we've that we've done, and then you make the decision." And when he made that decision to, to you know what, let's let's take HPHS to the next level. Then I said, "I'm all in. You know, let's do this." we you know, we always say, "What do we say?" We die, we die. We die, we die. That's the motto here, man. We die, we die. So we wow. Die. <laughs> we, we together. You know, we make decisions together, and and and. You know, whether we get hit in the head, you just go on to the next one, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, you know, our goals moving forward, of course, you know, hopefully this year, you know, mid-summer or the following year, is, you know, to have an HPHS in Houston, Dallas, and Austin. Mm -hmm. so small offices, mm -hmm. but grow them from there. Uh, when I say HPHS, I mean Royalty and Solutions. You know. mm -hmm. So it's more of a, like a, another franchise and y'all going to hire within? Um, I think, we, you know, our... our our motto is to have San Antonio be the hub, mm -hmm. you know, that will help investors, you know, that want to come on board from other, you know, cities. And then all they have to concentrate on is just finding deals, closing deals. Mm -hmm. You see, because we have all the processes here in, in, in San Antonio that close deals pretty much anywhere, you know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> so that's where we came from. And this is where we're at, you know, just, just grinding, man, every day, you know. Cool, cool. Well, before we move on to the next part, uh, just a quick shout-out. We have uh, Caesar, Esther, Anthony, Amber, Omero, Anthony. Thank you, honey. Uh, thanks for being on the, on the live broadcast with us. We're happy to have you. Again, for those of you who are watching live, if you have any questions, let us know. Put it in the comments. We're, we're uh, keeping track of you on the computer right here in front of us. We're happy to answer any questions you have. Just let us know, all right? Yeah. Okay, so 
when you guys first uh, started seeing some success in your business, what was like the f- the the first natural next step in your growth? Uh, I'm assuming you're you're growing the brokerage side and the investment side at the same time. Yeah. So what uh, I guess what was your thought process in deciding if you focus on one more or the sure. other? Or like what was what was that growth like? Well, the thought process on, on the solution side. So a few years ago, Charles and I, primarily our goal was just to flip. We were mm-hmm. flipping houses. We would purchase a house. We would flip it. We would list it. And we'd get a realtor here and there. And that, that was all fine and dandy. I think one of the uh, main reasons we kind of got the brokerage is for a lot of investors because we wanted to save on the commissions when we list our own property. Mm. Plus, you can use MLS for potential data, potential uh, deals. Sure. So yeah. when we first started off, it was flipping, flipping, flipping. Um, and at that point, we were getting so many deals on a flip, and it was like, hey, we can't just let these deals go, hence the light, and hence the light bulb wholesale, right? Let's wholesale this yeah. deal, and let's make something out of it, yeah. um, and, and kind of go that route. So once we started flipping, you know, I don't know if there's many flippers out there, I'm sure there are, but it's not as glamorous and as fun as as, as, as HGC puts it on <laughs> yeah. here. Those numbers aren't accurate, right? Those numbers aren't accurate. Yeah. Uh, the glamorous is not accurate. Um, it, it's nice to have an experience. Charles and I, we traditionally flip two to four houses a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, at our peak, we're probably about five houses a month. Okay. Uh, at our downtime, we're probably about two houses a month. I think right now we have three. We're doing three flips now, and okay. we're closing on a deal tomorrow. So that will be, I, uh, we're still doing flips. But when it came to like, man, you know, we made a quick book on the wholesale side yeah. versus, hey, we spent three, four months flipping this yeah. property, and then you got the 90-day rule. And then closing costs and you know inspections and all that good stuff so once we started freaking like hey we made a quick buck on wholesale like hey let's kind of focus a little more on wholesale a little less on on, uh, on flipping houses and at the same time we always kind of say that the the brokerage is the, is the the sister on the side you know hey you know mm-hmm. if we get if we get an agent cool you know if we don't get an agent it's cool but so uh, when but you guys made that decision to incorporate wholesaling on your flipping operations, um, was wholesaling something you had already done before, or was that I, new? Yeah, we had done a few, and I had done some before the crash. You know, I, you know, mm-hmm. before the crash, you know, I had you know some people that I would I would help you know uh, do some transactions. I had done some myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, we touched on something. So when me and Mike first really started getting got going. You know, we had done some wholesaling and we we're doing real estate. Then one day, it was like real in the real beginning. He kept saying, "Man, let's flip a house," but I was a little gun shy. <laughs> I had lost a lot of money in, sure, the, in yeah. the crash. Yeah, I can imagine. And I was actually really gun shy because I lost, you know, you know, several properties. And then one day, Michael came to the office. He goes, "Hey, we got a contract accepted." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, excuse me. I had yeah, to make a decision, you know what I'm saying? Like, I said, all right, man, let's do it, man. And, and I was gun shy, you know. This is probably, you know, uh, around 13 or something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we knocked it out, picked up a crew. And, you know, when Mike says five a month, you know, we're, you know what we mean is like, you know, we get them going, get them started, you know, usually about 45 days, right? 45 days, them, you know. Days, yeah. Okay. We sold a lot of our properties, but then, you know, my my background a lot was doing a lot of research, you know, mm. always researching. So mm-hmm. I was always researching, researching, researching. And what we saw that our duties started kind of separating. Mm. You know, he was doing a lot of stuff. Like even now, he does a lot of stuff that I don't do. And I do a lot of stuff that he doesn't do. Those, that's how we were finding properties, researching, researching, vetting properties, vetting properties. And that's initially when we started 
when we opened up the office, okay. we took a year to train a lot of people that wanted to work with us. We taught them how to vet properties to understand what was a good deal and what wasn't. Because once we really started getting into wholesaling, our objective was not to make, you know, 10000 a deal. Our objective sure. was to average, you know, you know, 20, 30, you know, 40. We've actually done, I mean, last year was one of, well, last year we did a, a deal in, in Monte Vista, which, which was about 145000 Wholesale. Wow. Wholesale. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, our, object, our objective <coughs> here is to show people, like, to go after the properties that are going to net, you know, the, the, the highest amount of a profit for the company and the people working here, but also benefit the people who were who were purchasing the property. Sure, yeah. And so, you know, in a nutshell, that's, that's pretty much what we're at on that. Now, having been in real estate prior to growing your business, um, how did, what was like your first exposure to wholesaling and flipping? Like, did you learn that from somebody? Did you read it? Like, how did you come across and, and decide, I'm going to do this? Well, and like, what was your very first deal like? I mean, yeah, his first deal may be a little different than mine. So, remember, <laughs> Charles was before the crash. Yeah. So, he's before the crash, before the crash right? So, <laughs> but he's saying he's gun shy. I, I get it. You know, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't in real estate prior to the crash. You know, uh, I wasn't in real estate prior to the crash like he was. So, I know he, unfortunately, you know, like a lot of experienced investors had lost properties and some funds so i think that's what kind of complements each other is he was kind of gun shy like he said and he admits it you know it is what it is and when, when you lose funds and when you lose houses i understand yeah, right. me coming in after the crash young young buck ready to work want to make some money and i kept telling him hey man we gotta flip a house man we gotta flip a house and i think don't correct me if i'm wrong i think you flipped houses before the crash here yeah. and there right yeah so me coming after the crash, I'm like, I'm ready to flip a house. Yeah. Because, you know, whether we make money or not, I just want to do it. <laughs> uh, and that was the story he did. Hey, uh, I put in an offer. I honestly didn't think they're going to accept the offer. Uh, but when they said yes, I was like, okay, now we got to do something. So I said, hey, man, I got a contract. Let's flip this house. Uh, and that was actually Charles and I first flipped together. Uh, now, I know he's flipped before, but that was our first flip. Um, we did it. We kind of went through the ropes, you know, in and out. I think we were one of those newbies that, hey, man, we're going to go do this ourselves. And we're, Charles and I were demoing walls, <laughs> and I was like, man, are you sure this wall's not going to fall on us? Because, yeah. you know, it was, I don't know if it's still bearing yeah. I just got into it, and he said, hey, man, take out the toilet. All right, take out the toilet, and I'm breaking the toilet and, and demoing all that to save a few bucks. I mean, nowadays, I mean, uh, to be honest, nowadays, you want to see Charles in one of the flips, man. That's, that's how busy we are. So, so, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, uh, that's, that's when our concept of all in came in. You right. know, like, mm-hmm. you know, we do something. We're all in. You know, that's very important when you have yeah. a partnership. I'm saying, and we've grown from that. Is that that actually that actually that concept actually become very solid with us? Mm. Awesome, awesome. So let me ask you, how how did y'all determine who was going to do what during the uh, during the first flip together, or did y'all decide y'all do strictly everything to d- together? I mean, well, I, y'all were talking about doing demos. The first one, you know, when, when we started it, I told Michael, "Okay, you want to do this flip? Okay." you know we, we got to get our hands dirty because I he wanted he was really gung-ho about it I wanted him to know because I, I know how to remodel you know I've remodeled before you know I could remodel a whole house if I needed to but we got in there and I said okay man we're gonna take out this wall we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and we just started busting stuff out you know and I want you know I wanted also him if you if you're gonna flip a house you need to experience it you know what I'm saying yeah but after the first day and second day, we're like, mm. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and, uh, you know, we got some good guys, you know, and, yeah. and, and they actually stuck with us for about 40, 
five years, you know, and uh, and we had about two crews, two, two crews that were separated into fours, and, mm-hmm. and we got really deep into real estate and, and flipping, and, and every once in a while we'd wholesale, right? Yeah. But, you know, the, the wholesaling part came, I think, when one day we just hit a really good lick, you know, we're like, well, you know what, let me explore this a little bit more, because I knew how to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I knew how to find stuff, you know. And so we started finding properties, finding properties. We started, you know what, let's allocate some time to wholesaling, allocate some time to realty, allocate some time to flip. And it just grew out of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, now you guys know that, you know, we do, you know, I think we guys are going to talk about it. We, we, we uh, portfolio properties. We take subject twos down. We wholesale mm-hmm. subject twos. You know, we... We do all kind of stuff now, you know. So we just grew out of that. Yeah, so that's actually a good segue. Let's uh, let's transition into talking about those other things that you guys do. Um, you know, like I like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Uh, so far, my conversations with other people in real estate. I mean, you're you guys are some of the few that I've met that have some of these higher level, higher sophistication strategies. Um, so, how did you get into incorporating those things into your business? Well, you know. A lot of it is just education, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to, you know, you asked me earlier, like, how did we figure out how to do stuff? Well, I mean, the knowledge was already there because I had the experience. Mm-hmm. But, like, for anybody that's in the business or starting out, especially nowadays, I think we touched on this. Today, I think, is probably the easiest time to get into this type of business because there's so much on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You know, you could actually, if you really, really wanted to run this business, you really, you could actually do it, you know? Of course, it's always better to work around people that know what they're doing so you can mm-hmm. get a, a launch pad. But, um, you know, right now, you know, we're real heavily into, uh, excuse me, we're real heavily into uh, acquiring subject to properties. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we portfolio those properties or we rent them out. We mm-hmm. take them into trust, <coughs> some of them into our LLCs. So uh, for some of our viewers that are new and have never heard of subject to, what what would you say like in a brief real quick definition maybe two sentences what, what how would you describe a subject to property two sentences two sentences right <laughs> two sentences, two sentences. subject <laughs> is a property relative relative speaking is a property with little to no equity that the seller needs to get rid of and essentially we professionally take over payments okay two so it has an existing it has mortgage. an existing mortgage yeah so it's funny, you know, I think we get a lot of phone calls and and, and uh, other people who like to do videos always asking, hey man, can you guys do a video on sub two? Can you guys do a video on sub two? Mm-hmm. I, I, I always tell Charles, and I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, you know, I'm gonna say it anyways. I think nobody buys more sub two deals than, than we do from, from either other wholesalers, uh, from the, our office, and from just me, Charles and I doing business the past, past mm-hmm. few years. Mm-hmm. So uh, sub two, it's, it's a great topic for me. You know, I'm a big fan of sub twos. I would rather do a sub two than a flip. I'd rather do a sub two than a wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, that just that's just my cup of tea. Uh, but yeah, in a quick nutshell, to, to, since we're on sub twos, right? <laughs> I know that's what you kind of wanted to chit chat about. Uh, essentially, it's taking over someone's payments. All right, it's taking over their mortgage. When a purchase, when a person purchases a home, they have a deed and a deed of trust. Um, not like a personal property, like a vehicle. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get a vehicle uh, and you're going through the financing through Bank of America, Bank of America is your financer they hold the title to the car right so if i was to take over someone's payments on the car i wouldn't then have to trust the individual hey hopefully you give me the title when i pay it off mm-hmm. in real estate it's a little different in real estate you get the deed up front 
Uh, when you get the deed up front, you can then transition the deed, and however that deed of trust was still in place, hence the loan. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of professionally take over the payments. Now we always cross all our T's and draw all our I's. We always want to disclose. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important for us here at HBHS. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I know Alex and I talk about this right. a lot in our in our podcast episodes of, you know, how to how to be in the wholesale game and the real estate game as an investor, as a you know, an, a representative, right. and doing things ethically. Because I mean, like you know, it doesn't matter where you go. The real estate community is is small. It is you small, know, it, especially oh, here yeah. in San Antonio. Everybody <laughs> knows everybody Jeez. else. You do something wrong, it and everybody's going to know it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. us, every property that that we've taken over, we interview the, you know the homeowners. They mm -hmm. we, we give them a chance to interview us. You know, it's not always the right fit. Uh, we don't take on every single property. Of course, the numbers have to work. You know, mm -hmm. there is a formula for the numbers that will that will you know make us decide whether we want to take on that project. Mm -hmm. um, we do look at subject twos from different perspectives. You know, mm -hmm. for example, new builds versus old properties. We get a lot of people that send us old properties for subject twos, and they'll ask us, "Why would you do that old property but not this old property?" And there's a formula that we have for that. You know, and we don't mind sharing that, of course. You know, uh, with individuals who want to know. You know, so they can know how to send us properties or even acquire them themselves. You know, mm -hmm. I will say one thing: it's very important, very important. Is you guys know this? Don't do any subject twos unless you have counsel. I mean, you got to have a really good attorney right. who uh, who's going to oversee uh, the <coughs> transaction. Mm -hmm. And and of course, disclosing. you know, with the disclosing, yeah, the mm -hmm. disclosing. I mean, we have we have you know a couple of attorneys that help us pretty much with everything that we do. Oh yeah. So that's very important. I want to throw that out. Okay. There. So just a, a quick interjection here. We have a couple more people watching. Actually, we're at 28 people watching us live right now, and um, a lot of comments here about people who uh, lost properties and deals during the crash. So they can definitely relate. Um, Marco is saying, Alex, you need to get the mic out of your face. <laughs> Thank you. See you. Um, and then we have a question. <laughs> That's always Marco, man. He's always, <laughs> he's always relaying the message. Sean, Sean Burke. He says, uh, in a sub two, what happens if the seller changes their mind six months in when they want to buy a house or something? Changing their mind six months in. So... Charles mentioned earlier, so we purchase sub twos from wholesalers, and we will always tell a wholesaler, hey, we, we understand the concept of time, marketing, mm -hmm. um, researching, you know, uh, finding that sub two lead. Um, and wholesalers want to get the contract and assign the contract to it, which makes sense. But when Charles and I do a sub two, we want to go and meet the seller directly. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to do an assignment. We will always pay the wholesale fee, whatever the fee it requires or demands or whatever that wholesaler is, is looking for it as long as the deal works. That's not the issue. The issue is exactly what Sean said. Right? What Sean said, we want to go to the property. We personally want to interview the sellers ourselves, Charles or myself, or preferably more than uh, nine times out of ten, it will be both of us. So we can talk to the seller and the seller can talk to us. We fully disclose what the game plan is. We fully disclose what they're getting themselves into. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who don't know, when it's time to close, the seller actually signs a 33-paragraph disclosure. And every paragraph is disclosed what we're doing, how we're doing, what they're doing, what to expect, and, and that's uh, that's one of uh, what you call a blanket. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's that's kind of when we protect ourselves. Now, we get a funny vibe from the, the seller 
knowing, hey, you know, we just want to quicken it out, or maybe something like Sean said, in six months they want out. When we get that type of vibe, we will we will pass on it because they need to fully commit to us, like we're fully committed to them. Sure. And sure. when it comes to sub twos, we're actually ho- helping the homeowner out. So a homeowner needs assistance. Homeowner wants to get out, so they understand what we're doing. So that's that's what we do. So that's in a nutshell. That's how we protect ourselves. We try to do variables where. You know that's not going to happen in the future sure yeah yeah those are great gems guys uh, so for those of you watching again just to recap uh, in the last couple of minutes one of the big things is disclosures and having proper appropriate counsel I mean we like we talked about over and over again whether it's on our podcast our live videos our seminars um, it's about doing doing the right thing by people you know you want to have uh, an ethical business you want to uh, you know do the right thing I mean we're 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 all in it obviously because it's a, it's a means to pay the bills and you know uh, for some people uh, they're more successful at it than others but ultimately at the end of the day you're just helping someone that's really what it comes down to and if you can continue doing that the right way um, that's the important thing and uh, I'm glad you guys are you know bringing that up and sure. you can show that that's you know an integral I mean, part of your business we've never had a, a homeowner not be able to purchase another property if they choose to do so you know a lot of the people that we deal with are actually vets mm-hmm. or individuals that have to leave the city you know for employment or whatnot um, but those individuals that we've dealt with, we stay in touch with. You know, right. They've never had an issue purchasing property because they get, you know, I used to be in the, in the lending business, you know. Mm-hmm. And what happens is whenever you, whenever a mortgage lender runs your credit, they're going to see, hey, you got a note here. But you just have to disclose. I sold this note. They'll contact us. We verify we're making the payments. And uh, and they should they should uh, not count that, that debt against your debt-to-income ratio, which allows you to purchase again, you know. Now, of course, you know, we're not attorneys, so what we say, we've got to be really careful what we say. Right. We don't make any promises or guarantees. No. Our That's objective right. here is if you need help and, and, and you're about to go through a crisis and we and, and if we feel that we can do this transaction with you, then we're basically incurring your debt. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're taking on your risk. And so that's what we do, and we're happy to do it. I mean, uh, but not not every deal is going to be a fit. Right. Yeah. And then to finalize uh, Sean's answer, um, ideally, it's, it's best for the, if the previous homeowner, one of the someone who sold us the deal or the sub two the deal, and they can wait twelve months. However, Charles and I worked with the sub two couple. Uh, we did a sub two, and they purchased a house three months into it. You just got to know the ins and outs of the mortgages. You, you got to know the ins and outs of the DTI and, and uh, how to get around it. So, but yeah, good question. I, I, I think a lot of people miss um, <coughs> get into this business and don't realize that every person has a problem, you know, and you need to figure out that problem uh, to create the solution. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand, too, that, um, you know, there's there's these people are coming at you for the help, you know, and if you just come in here just saying, thinking, looking at them as a dollar dollar amount, not a human person, you know, human right. being, you know, that's that's where it creates problems. That's where those type of people give us a bad name, you know. So that's why we always preach and, you know, we tell people, you know, disclose everything, understand their problem, and try to figure out or be creative in creating a solution, you know, and then create a win-win for everybody. I mean, one thing I think that uh, a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, in our industry now, which I think I can call it an industry now because we have a lot of people organizing and really, you mm-hmm. know, really uh, creating really good companies, uh, especially here in San Antonio, uh, is that 
you know, a lot of these companies that are on the rise are actually giving value back to the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're putting people to work. We're buying materials, you mm-hmm. know, at, at departments, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, Guadalupe. You know, we're putting uh, contractors to work. You know, cities making money. Oh yeah, <laughs> real, real estate companies are making money. Lenders are making money. You know, we're we're, we're creating an actual uh, an actual economy of skills that everybody is benefiting from. So when you look at it from that perspective, I mean, we're actually, you know, all of us are doing a good thing, you know, for the city and and yeah, yeah, you know. Everyone around us, and for the for the sell themselves, you know, we got them out of a sticky situation. You yeah. know, they were facing mm-hmm. foreclosure. We saved their credit. You know, we saved them for potential bankruptcy. Um, they get a reset in life, kind of somewhat, and you know, it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, what's what are some other uh, strategies that you incorporate? For you want, okay, strategy. That's a good thing. He's excited. I'm gonna share. A strategy with you. I, I, maybe my people here at the office will be like, "Why you tell everybody?" <laughs> you know, but there's actually an art to doing almost everything. Anything that we focus on, Mike and I, we try to figure out. Okay, how can we capture that easier? You know what I'm saying? So, for example, subject twos. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does it do for homeowners who gotta go? Well, like Mike said, it allows them to hit that reset button. If they can't sell, they're going into pre-foreclosure foreclosure whatnot. That helps them. But for the individual who's out there hustling, trying to find properties, right? Not every deal is a wholesale per se, where you're going to pick it up at a, you know, at, at a, you're going to pick it up short and, and sell it for a profit, where and then investor is going to make a profit by flipping it, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, one of the strategies that we teach here is, for example. I share with my people to look. Could we do properties? We primarily do properties last four years. You know, we we try to we stretch it out to ten. The reason we, we try to say we try to stay with newer homes is less rehab. So less rehab for us means more more money for you, right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now we also try to we also try to to work on properties that are not even in pre foreclosure. Why? Because if they're not in pre foreclosure. There's no reinstatement. So how do you how do you find these individuals? So one strategy that we use is we farm we farm new communities where in the, where the builder is still building. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. So if you're farming in in in, in uh, neighborhoods where the building where the builder's still building or nearby, you know, and you got in, in, in we're primarily looking for veterans or individuals who need to leave. The, you know, to another state or city for work, and and there's ways to get that information, which we'll share with you. We have no problem with it. There's ways to get that information. There's ways to find out how many vets have bought in this area, and you start, you you know, you can knock on their door, but you, you usually want to start by sending them a nice letter and letting them know that for any reason they get orders to go, and they can't sell the property. There's options for them, not to get tied into, for example, a list and it's not going to go anywhere. So check this out. See, let's just say you get a vet that purchased a property, you know, in his second year or third year, mm-hmm. and he gets orders to go. Well, he, chances are he's not going to be able to sell because there's no equity. Mm-hmm. So you knowing this as a wholesaler, you know, okay, there's no equity there. He can't sell unless he comes out of pocket. And we all know that very few people come out of pocket to sell a property. So you already know this. And if you're farming, let's just say, a neighborhood for, you know, six months, Chances are you're going to pop one or two deals along the way 
somebody's going to call you and say, hey, I got orders. I ain't got no equity. I can't sell the property. I don't have funds to come out of pocket. Now, if you want to take the property down, that's all good. But you already know you can call us. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to probably do the deal. You see? Why? There's no reinstatement. That cuts out reinstatement, right? There's no rehab, you know, because the house is new. And the homeowner gets a shot, a shot to, you know, to uh, to move on, you know, hit the reset button. You, if you bring me that property, you're going to get paid. You see? That's a really unique way to farm for deals, mm-hmm. you see? And, and uh, you know, there's other strategies that we employ to find those type of deals, but it's a really good way. Why? Because the homeowner can't compete against the builder. Because mm-hmm. most likely he has to increase the sales price enough to fit all the fees in commissions right. title everything and at that point he's competing with the builder and, and most people are going to be like why am i going to buy this house where well, i can just buy a house from the builder and get all your closing costs paid for exactly. yeah the builder will pay all your closing costs so that's tough for someone with no equity mm-hmm. hey this builder's gonna pay all of yeah. my closing costs and, and we're not so that's that's why it's that's a pretty cool way to mind. find deals you know wow that's a really good strategy <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, I do see your question. Um, we're uh, coming close to the end of our live stream, so we will get back to you on that. Or we'll, we'll message you uh, separately. Um, Hernando has a question. says, do you buy a loan with a reverse loan? Reverse mortgages. Man. Reverse mortgages. <laughs> we really, really, uh, we kind of shy away from those, man. And uh, there's reasons for that, you know. Um... I'll be honest with you, man. We we we, we don't do reverse mortgages. <laughs> yeah, we just don't touch it. Most people it. shy away from reverse mortgage just because of the yeah. uh, conditions and contingencies it has on it. I think the best bet to do a reverse mortgage, um, if you want to try to play a sub two deal and a reverse mortgage, the only solution I can see that you can do with that is one, you can potentially wholesale the deal, right? If the reverse mortgage is low enough, uh, where you can wholesale the deal, and that would be that would cash out the reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now there are times when we will sub two a property, i.e., we want to flip a house. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to flip a house to make things easy. Uh, the 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 loan on the property is forty thousand. Let's just say it's a reverse mortgage. It's forty thousand. We get the payoff before we close the deal. We don't pay off the property, but we get the payoff of the reverse mortgage. It's forty thousand. We know it needs twenty thousand dollars of work. That's sixty thousand. We know it's worth a hundred thousand for all sense of purpose for to making math easy. Right? Mm-hmm. The only time we will potentially re- yeah. do a sub two is we will sub two the reverse mortgage. Now, why will we reverse a sub two mortgage? The reason we reverse a sub two will sub two a reverse mortgage is because the forty thousand dollars is already on the table. Why should Charles and I cough up twenty grand a piece to buy the house for forty thousand dollars and then put in ten grand a piece that we're all in sixty thousand dollars cash to sell for hundred thousand dollars? Now, if it's only for a few months, by the time the bank takes wind of it, by the time that they can do their due diligence. At that time, at that point, we should already be listed. At that point, when we sub to the property, we get a power of attorney from the seller. We sub to the forty grand. We just save forty thousand dollars our pocket with no holding costs, with no private money, no hard money, no true funds out of our pocket. Money's already there. I'm sure at a decent interest rate. We put in the twenty grand. We list. We flip, and then the reverse mortgage would get sold in cash. And of out. course, cash out. Right. But mm-hmm. the, the heirs to the property. What I meant is, we won't do. We won't take a buy and hold. Uh, Reverse mortgage long term. Right. You know. It's a few months and we're in and out just to utilize the money as best as possible. We will yeah. not buy and hold a reverse mortgage. 
and even on a modification just chance if anybody's thinking about that we will look at modifications but on a modification we're going to want to see all the documents that were agreed you know agreed to the modification documents mm -hmm. you know and so that's very important for us you know uh whenever we're looking at a sub two modification you know Cool. Now, um, do you have a, a sheet or something for our audience to, you know, to send them to uh, on a criteria that y'all look for in yeah, all the documents? Yeah, we actually gave it to you guys. Yeah, we can uh, we can email to to you, Alex, yes. and Hilco. Yeah. If anyone's interested in hosting a deal to us mm -hmm. for some reason, if Hilco doesn't want it, right? And they, yeah. Well, we'll pass it to you. Only Hilco and, and Alex and Marco, <laughs> yeah. and they don't want the deal. And they want to uh, shoot to us. We do have a cheat sheet. Uh, awesome. I can email you that cheat sheet, and you can cool. send it to Hilco. It, it tells you what we need to make a decision, and it tells you what we need to move forward and close the deal. Cool, cool. So Bye. if you're listening, please send us your email if you're interested, and uh, you know anybody that's wanting a sub two, if you're aware or you know what uh, sub twos are, or just would like to learn about it and meet a buyer. Here we are. So go ahead and shoot us your email, okay, Michael? And yeah. buyer, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I want to also expand on something. We don't just buy sub twos, and we actually, <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually buy properties too. You know, we've yeah. you know we've we've uh, we've uh, we've had the pleasure, and I'm right. saying this satirically, to to buy properties at the last hour at the closing table when last we're trying minute, to, to be honest. Yeah, at the last minute when we're trying to sell like a a wholesale deal, you know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 somebody walks on us. I mean, we've actually had to go, hey. Call the title officer, change the documents. We'll be there in 45 minutes. You know, slam 120, 150, you know, 200 cash. Boom. And, and, and then now we hold the property. But, you know, we do that because, you know, we, you know, we yeah, really want property. it. Uh, we actually cash out a lot of, uh, well, we try to do a lot of them. Um, we, focus this, we focus on this a lot. You know, tax foreclosures. <coughs> Many, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't want to count, but several times you'll see us at, the, at Lineberger, you know. Mm. Paying off somebody's taxes, I love those. <laughs> that's my bread. I mean, okay, that's my bread and butter. I love that. You know, I love uh, to to pick up tax foreclosures because we do several things. We're putting money, we're putting money in the homeowner's pocket. You know, good money. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we're picking up a property that we're either gonna flip, portfolio, or we're gonna wholesale to somebody. Mm. So it's all good. Awesome. And the county gets paid the money. Mm -hmm. And the county gets had the county's happy, right? Yeah. Actually money. we're actually working on one right now, you know, where you I heard you tell the uh, you know, the seller like, Well either pay it well either buy it cash or we'll actually, you know, we'll sub to it, but we would like to, you know, of course go and see it. That I believe that would be a good sub to uh or cash offer if it you know works yeah, out well. Yeah, I think we're buying a property for you guys uh mm -hmm. yeah we're doing right. we close yeah. one we're close on the eighth. Yeah, yeah we'll close so one with Hilco next week yeah. or so or yeah, yeah next yeah, week. Yeah. So I think, I think our man's on the team is pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. Well, we'll get a couple with you, but I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, we we got one got working in the middle right now. So sub two, I mean, I know we're it's all you know. Hey, I think this conversation, you know, yeah. kind of got guided to sub two, but sub two is <laughs> not all glamorous, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a very important thing when it comes to sub two, and that very important thing is called the do on sale clause. Yep. The do on sale is saying, hey, I'm the bank, I'm Bank of America, John Smith. I see you deeded the property over to a trust, an LLC, or to end buyer. I want all my money. And full disclosure, that that's happened to Charles and I a couple times. Uh, and that's an ugly feeling to have. So Last that's February, we had, right. we actually had two notes called. Two notes, do on sale. It was, it was kind of scary because, I mean, there's no, 
there's really no recourse. You have to pay the notes off. Right. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, we I mean, it's the same thing if you're doing a, a wrap finance or right. uh, if it, you're doing an owner finance. Well, I guess that would still be a wrap. You know? So that, that essentially what it was. So with a sub two, it's a little bit different than a wrap. It's, a, it's an assumption. But sometimes with the properties, we wrap it around to an end buyer. And when an end buyer is putting down funds, for example, twenty, thirty thousand dollars mm-hmm. $30,000, and they get a letter from the underlying lien and say, hey, do on sale, they're upset with the thirty thousand dollars. Hey, what about my thirty grand? What about I've been in the property for two years? And Charles and I, I think if if you know us personally, uh, integrity and character is very important to us. So yes. we will not let that end buyer who put down twenty, thirty grand and been making <coughs> payments on time and who's happy to be a homeowner uh, and has done right by us by paying on time every month, not let them go down in flames. And Charles and I coughed up the bill, cash, the whole thing. We closed it in forty eight hours, and we went to our bank account. We wired the funds to the underlying lien and. You know, underlying lien, original owner is happy because you know they didn't get a uh, foreclosure. Because essentially, if you don't pay the due on sale, it's a foreclosure on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the end buyer is happy because they didn't get foreclosed on. They're still in the property, and and that's. And, that's and our on the subject of foreclosure, I mean, I'm, I've been in the business a long time. Michael's been in the business a long time now. We have we have actually a lot of properties, a lot of them in trust, and, and uh, you know, sometimes some of our people get behind. Just to, just to touch on that, you know. You know, we, we, we do everything we can to help them. We won't ever foreclose on one person. One time. And the only reason we foreclosed is because they were behind six months. I mean, at some point, mm. you got to be like, hey, you know. Yeah, six months. Six months. It's not our goal, and it's not ideal for us to foreclose. We don't want the house back. We want the, no. the secured interest that we, we secure with that now mm-hmm. homeowner. But, yeah, in years, we have only done it once. So. Yeah, just once. That's good. That's that good. <laughs> That's <is> right. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, second question. I just yeah. got one more. Uh, so when, when you're, uh, you know, when you sub twos and you find your tenants or your new, uh, you know, home buyers, like, um, are y'all strict on who y'all pick? We go through a vetting process, we do you know. Um, we're real, you know, if it's, if it, of course, we have to do due diligence, you know, and, and arm alone and all that stuff. But, you know, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, somebody could be making really, really good money, but if characters are clashing, right? They just, we're, you know, we're just gonna move on. You know what I'm saying? And we got time. I guess we can touch a little bit on owner financing. So when it comes to owner financing, uh, we do the same thing with the sub two. We want to interview the potential buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, they put down minimum twenty grand. That should be that should tell us, hey, these people are putting down twenty, thirty thousand dollars because they can't qualify traditionally. They shouldn't be missing payments on time. Nobody wants to lose their right. a home end buyer wouldn't want to lose twenty, thirty grand. So their job is to make sure the payments on time. But we do look at docs and, and credits not the issue for us. It's um, you know why can't they buy traditionally? Well, I can't buy traditionally because you know I own a, a small business and you know for tax purposes some people don't like to put what yeah. they do on taxes. <laughs> um, individuals from, from let's just be, you know be upfront here people from Mexico you know yeah. they come over they can buy legally but because they their status they just got here right no credit um, they're still getting they have an I ten number they have no social mm-hmm. no one's gonna get them a loan and Charles and I we we own to finance a few properties too I mean as long as the to us is about their character their character and you know if they get their family and you know they want to be at home and they don't want to rent you know for years to finally qualify and that's who we look for we look for. Uh, character in the, in the buyer too. We don't just sell to anybody and everybody. Oh, okay. awesome, awesome. Great. Well, we're coming into the last eight minutes of uh, of our time. So, um, first of all, thank you guys for letting us come out here and thank spend some guys. time with you. Yeah, thank um, you. And thanks for all of you who are watching this live. 
Um, but before we end, is there anything you want to let our audience know about how to connect with you or things to keep an eye out for or just you know, any, anything you want to talk about your business? Sure, sure. So in the beginning, we talk about the brokerage. Uh, mm -hmm. The brokerage, for some reason, and I tell this because we have 43 people here in the office, mm -hmm. and for some reason, I always feel like the brokerage is uh, you know, the, the lost child, right? the, the stepchild, <laughs> and it's always pushed to the side. Uh, but the brokers, we do focus on the brokers. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who's a realtor or is uh, becoming a realtor or, or is thinking about becoming a realtor or in the process of, uh, of getting a license, we do have a brokerage here. We're very investor friendly. I think that's a, a good touch up for what we have compared to the other brokerages um, that we're very investor friendly. Um, so by all means, if anyone's looking at that, I am the broker, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, reach out to Charles, give us a call and see if, uh, if this is the right fit for you. Um, when it comes to solution side, Charles? Yeah. Cool. And yeah, just to expand on the royalty side, I mean, we are looking to, you know, to grow the royalty side, you know. On the solution side, I mean, um, look, let's just, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, I'm not just talking about our people. I'm talking about just everybody in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, it takes a lot of work to be successful in this business. I mean, uh, I see all kind of Facebook posts, you know, some are negative online, some are some are positive. I see successful people making really good posts and other people that are not so successful, you know, people are clashing. I say, you know, there's no need for that, you know. <laughs> Everybody can work together. But the key thing is, the key thing is, is what we ask here are people. When somebody comes and say, hey, I want to work with solutions, that's always just two key things. is character and effort. Character and effort. You see, character for us is everything that comes with it. You know, your your integrity, honesty, you know, trustworthiness, loyalty, all that good stuff. Effort is you gotta put your time in. Yeah. I mean, if you're not grinding, it ain't gonna come to you. If you're just kinda doing this, I mean if you're you're kinda I'm gonna just kinda do it a little bit here and there. I mean you're competing against people that are doing it every day. You know, <laughs> we were here last night to like ten o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, with some of our people that we're doing some other deals with. And and, and you're co if you're competing against people that are serious like that, and there's a lot of serious people here in San Antonio that are grinding every day, putting in their time, putting in their time, and you're just going to do it every once in a while, you think you're going to be successful? It's not going to happen. You got you to gotta, you know, come with it. And uh, so, you know, we, tr we provide a lot of tools here. We have an open-door policy. We will share anything with you that you want to learn, mm -hmm. you know, and, and of course, we, we tend to dedicate more time to those who spend more time in the office because they're here. And, you know, we're always growing. You know, we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a learning curve sometimes. Things are changing. And a sure. lot of people, you know, uh, you know, I'm an old head. I'm an old school guy. <laughs> so it's very hard for me right now to be looking at this little thing. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and every time I get on, Michael's like, get on Facebook Live. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Don't make me do it. <laughs> he has me on Facebook Live, right? Because I didn't grow up with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, but that's part of the business now. You know, yep. Social media is part of this real estate business. And if you don't understand that and you're doing well at what you're doing, that's fantastic. But, you know, everybody else... At least all the good groups that we know, I mean, heavily invested. It's, in you got to invest in social IA media, marketing, absolutely boots on the ground, and you got to put your time in. You got to put paper in. I mean, what I mean by putting paper in is if you're not putting time into what you're doing, either learning your craft, you know, getting out there trying to find people, 
research, mm-hmm. learning how to close deals, learning new concepts, you're going to have a hard time. You know what I'm Oh yeah, you know, and that's what I tell people. You know, when when I do my workshops and everything, you know, I always do the introduction with this is not for everybody. If you're expecting um, a lot of effort, I mean, if you're expecting a lot of reward for minimum effort, you know, you should just walk away. <laughs> like don't don't waste people who are trying to be out here and show you how to do this and waste their time. You know, I, you know, uh, what would you say at least a minimum of how many hours do y'all spend a week in the office? Uh, man. I would say typically ideal. I mean, Charles said yesterday we came in around eight thirty nine ish, and we didn't leave here till about ten fifteen. The reason is we got a lot of different side projects mm-hmm. going on with our forty three people, and and one of them is Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, ideally, I think an average, I mean, full blown average day for Charles and I is ten hours for me, and about twelve hours for Charles. Now, why is Charles putting the extra two hours? Because it's a little difficult for me because I have four kids. And yeah. Charles has one grown kid, right? So, uh, but Charles is, uh, I would say, 12, 10 to 12 hours, ideally, mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday. That's long than that. It is long than that, but I mean, on average, on maybe, average 10, yeah. maybe 10 hours. Okay. Uh, we try not to work on Sundays. So mm-hmm. Sunday is the one day we try to do family. But if it's a deal, we will. So if you got a deal that has to be on a Sunday, we will go look at it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so sometimes I I'm getting messages at 12 o'clock at night. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and we have to, you know, you know, if our people are messaging us, you know, we have to make ourselves accessible to them, you know, mm. because, I mean, they're <coughs> learning, they're grinding, and if, and if we want them to, if we want them to be successful, we have to, you know, we have to be there. You know, have to be there. Yeah. Now, granted, some of them call us more than others, you know, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember every, when you and me were talking to our to our seller on the sub, too, I think, what was it, like a nine, ten o'clock, we were, we were trying to get them. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to talk to them, yeah, get on yeah. schedule meeting. You got to be accessible to them, you know. Some yeah. people work eight to eight, so we got to call them at nine. We got to look at a house at nine thirty. I mean, Jeez. I mean, to be honest with you, we, Charles and I looked at a house at four o'clock in the morning because that's the that's the time the seller wanted us to look at it. Yeah. And there we are. We actually did a steak out one time. Yeah. We we're trying to find this guy, man. But the neighbors told us that he only came out from like one in the morning to like four in the morning. <laughs> so we went out. To <laughs> And uh, it scared the hell out of me because the guy walked right past me, man, with a shovel. And oh, man. And he, and he, and he was looking very Freddy like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people, you know, if you, if you got stalker tendencies, this would be perfect for you, especially with the skip tracing. Skip if you're tracing, good at stalking right. people, you pretty, I'm pretty sure you'd be good at this. I so, mean, so. <laughs> I don't about skip tracing. We need to touch about that. Look, skip tracing, man. That is key to this business. It's an art. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you got to learn. I mean, I can pretty much find almost anybody anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you got to learn, man. Just yeah. a fun fact. Uh, okay. I'm actually working on my uh, private investigator's license because oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a personal protection security officer. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm my main goal is to, uh, is to work with the real estate community for, mm-hmm. for doing skip tracing, people searches, you know, finding errors, things like that. Because uh, I've seen that there's uh, a need. A, a, there's a need for it. There's a big oh, yeah. demand, and a everybody way. does it does their their own process differently. Um, but uh, you know, I think uh, you know, there's there's definitely uh, a market for that. You know, if it's if it's convenient to just hire that out, you know, like that's something I'm definitely going to be working on doing. Hopefully, within the year. 
That's mm-hmm. cute. Keep us yeah. posted. Yeah, keep us posted. Yeah, so it's going to be free for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get a discount. Time is money. <laughs> 80% I mean, discount. Like, some people ask me, like, how do you skip trace? And I just, like, the easiest way, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a brief overview. Okay. Get on YouTube, man. <laughs> Google skip tracing. Get on Google. YouTube University. You know, yep. and... and uh, That's how I learn. Yeah, yeah whatever. And, and you learn all different types, yeah. all different type of tactics. You know? yeah. Especially if you're like a very creative person and you think outside the box, it you can go very far with your skip tracing. Sometimes you have to, you know, you have to connect the dots. Especially, you know, you're going through two people search or you have to uh, look on the Bear County. You're like, wait, you know, I think they're about the same age. They're probably wife and husband. Let me reach out to him. You know, like you got to be very creative. We have people on archives. We go into legacy.com. Archives for us, and I don't know a lot of people use that, but we have found errors. Like when there's a property that there's no errors, we found errors on archives.com, and then we contact them out of the blue, like, look, this is who we are, this is what we do. We believe you have, you know, an interest in this property, and then we put it together. Yes. Your I, mean, I bet you they're happy like what I'm about to get kicked out of my house we recently <laughs> had one guy it was a really cool, cool story man the families were separated and the guy was like 22 years old he just lost his job he was going to school full time he was fixing to graduate like in 6 months he had a job waiting but they were getting kicked out of their apartment it was it was a really cool story and we hooked you know we found him and we told the people that were selling the house hey you gotta nephew over here that he has airship to this and they were like we do <laughs> so we, put, we put the family together yeah. man and, and uh to this day they're, they're yeah. very close they haven't so. seen each other in 22 years he was mm-hmm. uh, like a lost child yeah, yeah. Wow. They, they had no problems with him getting right his they were more than happy to give him his fair share and mm-hmm. they were more happy that we found the nephew and we connected the family they were more happy about that than they were the fun. Yeah. I actually Crazy. found out I had a uh, a brother, a uh, biological brother, up in New York through my Facebook. <laughs> That's crazy, right? I thought it was a joke. I was already cursing at him. <laughs> Love you, little right, bro. Guys, well, we're already a little over the one hour mark for the show, and we still have uh, 24 viewers on here. So, again, guys, thanks for watching this uh, podcast episode live. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And again, thank you guys for having us here at your office to do this interview with you guys. Uh, a lot of valuable stuff. Um, and for those of you who are uh, didn't catch it live, but you're watching it later, uh, go ahead and still uh, add stuff to the comments. We will be checking this. If you want to leave your email to get that cheat sheet, uh, definitely put that there. If you have any questions, uh, again, put them in the comments. Uh, we will try to reach out to you as quickly as we can. And again, guys, just thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, of course, we've been following you guys for a while. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. You know, uh, yeah, we'll and then uh, not only your podcast, but, you know, of course, you know, Hilco Holmes and uh, Marco. And uh, you guys are also great, you know, in your own right. right. You know, we respect you guys a lot. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate it. that. Shout out for doing this video, man. I mean, I know it takes time and time out of y'all's time yeah, and yeah. to do this. And it, it brings up the whole real estate industry. So shout out to you two guys, yeah. man, for, for doing this, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks.